Hello, my friend. I'm Avika Paras, host of The Decisive Life and founder of Ethics for Work and Life. And I'm honored to be your decision coach today to help you become a better person by making better decisions every day. I believe that we arrive at crossroads, we face dilemmas, we get at decision moments for a reason, and it is up to us to face them with serenity and courage and most of all, gratitude. How to learn slowly or faster? In the recent comments that I have gotten from my channel, I have actually two types of learners. The first one would say, slow down a little bit, Dr. Abbott, you're talking too fast. And then another type would be, how can I learn how to do this really, really fast? Can I do it in two weeks? Do video editing fast? Okay, so I think in that sense, I'm catering to two types of learners. The ones who are learning slowly and the ones who really would like to achieve things faster, they want to learn faster. First of all, I'm very happy that there are these two types of learning. In any case, you want to learn. That is something very, very good already. You want to learn something new. In spite of the, I can say during the election campaign, a little bit of not really knowing what's going to happen in the future, but still you are trying to learn. So I can say you are growing in the inside, although probably you go working, but you're thinking of learning other things. And that is already very important. I mean, it's already an achievement that you have that desire to learn. So that is very good to keep at it. And at the minimum, regardless of what skill, if today you wanted to do this and tomorrow another, regardless of that, I think you are not stagnating. You are always wanting to learn. So congratulations for that. This learning slowly or faster is going to apply to the online world of learning, which is really the thing that we are into right now. The pandemic has actually brought us to the world of online learning. Whether you are a teacher who's teaching online or you are a student now getting out of the classroom, which is a bit lonely if you're the friendly type, if you really got used to being in the classroom, this is the world right now. It's not going to go back to the traditional classroom totally face-to-face. -face. This online world is going to happen, especially during the pandemic, when people have learned that there are many ways to learn. During the pandemic, many schools Many colleges, many universities have extended their platform and really offer it for free to many people, to everyone who's online. So you have experienced it. And right now, I think you're really getting into the mode of learning, most especially in YouTube, because we're in YouTube and I have learned so much from YouTube, from many videos. Really, the one big idea that I want to start with is you have to know the big why. The options go for slow learning or fast learning. These are only options. But the more important thing is why do you want to learn? That will really keep you afloat if you are drowning already with all of these details like Dr. Avik is super fast and I don't even know what kind of device I have, what kind of operating system I have. Well, the big why will keep you afloat, will keep you motivated because, for example, you really would like to learn how to do live streaming or how to use Zoom as a video conferencing app. Well, if you don't like it from me, then you will still go for other creators. The big why will actually keep you going. What I'm saying is that you have to always have that big why in front of you. The big why, what is the reason why you're learning? Why are you trying to learn this particular skill? Because that big why will really be your North Star, the one that's really going to encourage you, motivate you to continue. Regardless of many difficulties that you will find along the way, 
sometimes you will find that I've listened to eight people in YouTube and I didn't learn anything. So start again the following day. Okay. Again, deciding whether you learn slowly, more effectively, or whether you would prefer to learn faster, it's less important than really what is your goal. So the different goals that you could have would be, for example, now that you're online, you see the possibility of earning more in the online world. You want to start an online business. Perhaps you really miss being in the classroom and you're the type who has a sanguine temperament, very friendly, and you like speaking. And you miss that opportunity of being able to talk to a group of people. So you want to build your own tribe, your own community online. So that is your big why. Trying to learn how to speak to the camera when there's no one watching, that will really be the one that that will encourage you. Even if for like me, every live stream, probably there are very few people watching live. It doesn't matter because the big why is I'm going to learn. I'm going to be more proficient in live streaming. Okay. And for sure, there are many people who will watch because it's just that the schedule is not fit to them. So I don't take things personally. So the important thing is really the big why, the North Star, the end goal. Okay. So probably you also... If you are in the Philippines where there are elections and there are many goals, and one of the presidential balls, the vice president, Lenny Robredo, is saying that when it comes to education, the thing to do after being elected or starting to work as the president is to declare an education crisis. And really that is confronting the issue, that really there is a crisis of education. And probably what you want as an end goal while you are learning many things online is you want to participate in that, contributing to improving the education. Because probably you're also a teacher and you realize how come my students probably have learned less of the values that I have taught and how come they are like earning a living as online trolls or the ones that are propagating the lies, all of this machinery of lies. And it really makes you so sad that it could be possible. Okay, so you want to teach your students or any other who would like to learn from you so that you can give the skills for them to have a decent job a dignified job, not the peddler of lies that they are in right now. Okay, so you want to participate to solve that education crisis. So that is, I think, a very huge reason why, in spite of the many difficulties that you will experience day in and day out, trying to learn in the online world, that big why will really motivate you to continue. Okay, and I think that's, that's also the reason why I'm here, trying to make a greater impact trying to reach many because, you know, of course, it's very important that you deal with a person, I, person to person. I said that also, but I didn't say that that's the only thing that can be done. You can go for massive campaigns and you can go person to person explaining things. So we can do both. Having that big why in front of you, that's what I mentioned earlier. I just remembered a scene from the 2017 Korean TV series that I have finished after watching it for four months one episode every week because I don't have 16 hours straight to finish a Korean series. So that is while you were sleeping. And the lead actress, I think is very famous, Susie Bay. She plays Hong Ju, a reporter. And the last episode was she woke up and she dreamt. And so she started writing in post-it notes and she placed it on the glass window in front of her. Literally, it's the first thing that she would see. So I think that's a very graphic way of always looking at the North Star because you will encounter many challenges in learning because there's a huge number of creators, huge amount of differences in each of the creators. So you're going to be searching and probably you can think, 
I would rather have everything in one course, which is really the idea why some people would invest money in enrolling in an online course because it can minimize getting all these advertisements. It can minimize searching. But until then, that you can have the money to pay a very good price for an online course. And I can tell you the price that I am thinking is like $1,000 for a very good online course, which is very comprehensive and actually still offers free coaching for one month at the start to really like do some good hand holding for the students. So don't pay, based on my own experience, don't pay $1,000 for a comprehensive course without that special coaching sessions in the beginning. Or I have one that is like, I think around $400. I enrolled in one course and the teacher has this monthly Zoom meeting to answer questions. So that is like an additional thing. Don't just pay for a course that for $400. We'll just give you the course because there are other courses that are also good that gives you beside the course some coaching sessions. It could be monthly, one, one session, one hour coaching session for all the students. Not, it's not one-on-one -on -one because it's going to be very expensive. So what I'm saying is that there will be many difficulties, many challenges. Okay. Two years ago, I didn't even know how to have a YouTube channel. I didn't know how to upload anything online. I didn't know editing. So I just learned every day. I started with creating two videos every week. And then afterwards, I got involved in many other work. So I did once a week. There was a time that I was so busy with other things that I was not uploading. But always, I mean, even if that is involving other work, it still involves editing. So I think every week I get to improve in my editing skills, in my live streaming skills, even if it doesn't appear in my channel, even if it's something that I just do on the side as part of my nonprofit work, I'm still honing that skill of live streaming, which I find very useful now that I am here in front of you doing the live streaming. I'm not just the person behind the camera managing the live streaming for other people. I am here in front. So this is still a learning experience because it's different when you are in front. In all of this, doing this every day, almost every day, for two years, I was able to put up 95 public videos. And if I can say I have spent 11 hours for that, Aside from the editing, it's also producing the thumbnail, it's also doing the marketing, it's watching before or after trying to watch other creators in specific challenges that I have in terms of editing or managing my channel. Then probably you can say 11 hours for each video. It has amounted to around a thousand hours. If I would be working eight hours every day on that particular skill, that would be doing it for four months. That could be a peg for the fast learners because I am a fast learner. But for the slow learners, you can say, okay, it could be twice that amount. If you want to learn how to do YouTube, you could say that you will be an expert in eight months if you are a slow learner. Aside from the big why, the other main issue that I have is you have to do a cost-benefit analysis. Remember, you have a big goal there. That, that's your North Star, that's your destination. So in order to get to that destination, I think it's very important to do a cost-benefit analysis. For example, you might say, I'm just going to learn how to do video for free using a free app, which is like in Apple, the only thing that I know in terms of editing is iMovie. is free. And the thing is, there are already presets, meaning you don't have to think of transitions. There are already some presets there. 
specifically talking about my own experience, if I'm going to learn or to become a professional live streamer, a professional online creator, I cannot go for the free ones, the free editing, because I might reach a point when I'm already very professional and I will feel dissatisfied with the presets, meaning the ones that are like already pre-cooked. If that's like a food, it's pre-cooked for you. If I were going to be a professional, I would like to be the one to manage my own, say, video color or transitions. I want to do it myself. Or for example, you might have heard of OBS or StreamYard. That's in some ways, there are free opportunities to do that. But if, for example, like I used Restream, that's I multi-streamed to YouTube and Facebook. And it's possible to use it for free if you were just live streaming to, I don't know, a Facebook profile. I mean, there are, there I can't recall already, but that time, because I was multi-streaming to a Facebook page and my YouTube channel, I really had to pay for it. But I realized that it still is very limited. It's limited to some of their preset background, their preset scene. Like this is a particular scene. You're watching me in this scene and this text is already an overlay, meaning additional. You can think of a scene wherein it's like a wall. The wall would be here, the purple background. But then I want to add other things. I want to add borders to my camera that you can see here. It's white. I could actually turn it into purple or I can turn it to red. So I want that kind of freedom to do many things. So I would go pro. And that's the reason why I would recommend to you, depending on your big why, you cannot go for free apps because you will reach a point where you will be very professional. And then you have spent so much time learning a free app. Think of that. You have to invest already the amount of time that you have right now. You invested in paid software that can give you a lot of possibilities. And that's the reason why I invested in editing. I invested in Final Cut Pro, which cost me in the Philippines 14,000 pesos. But divided into 95 public videos, that will be like 150 pesos per video. So I don't think of the entire 14,000 as expensive. And I'm not stopping at 95 videos. So I hope you get it that if you are thinking of retiring in the province, so you're going to buy a house, you're already thinking of that and you're going to invest in some electric appliances. So in the same way, when you're thinking about going online in an online business, think of this as an investment for your future home, for your future professional platform. And then here in Ecom, this is also much more expensive than the um, OBS or the Restream or the um, StreamYard. It's much more expensive. Probably I could be paying 1200 per month. But because this is, again, a big investment. And I'm very happy with the way I could do many things using Ecom. Just to give you an idea, earlier, I was just trying to experiment on doing my own background. So I go for it. So you see that there are some figures that are coming. The transition is to the left or to the right. So you might see more of that as I'm trying to learn how to do live streaming. I think that's very important because it's not that you are just going to spend hours. You really have to spend money. If you're thinking of that future and you're going to be professional in that, you could really maximize that learning. If from right now, while you are just starting, you really try to learn a professional software. If you like video editing, you invest in a professional video editing where you have to pay an amount, but it's going to be, again, a very good investment. It's like if you are driving your own car to go to work, 
it's a huge investment, right? But now you don't even think, oh, how will I go? Because you have a car. So in the same way, if you're going online, how do you come up with this video? You already have that Final Cut Pro. I don't have an affiliate commission for selling Final Cut Pro to you. You can just find it in App Store. Okay. Now I go to my tips. The first tip I have to tell you is I recommend, I highly recommend that when you want to learn really well, you have to invest in an external monitor because it's quite difficult. I have experienced it. I've also done programming and it's quite difficult to be learning using the same monitor. I am using two monitors. The bigger one is Samsung. I bought it about eight years ago for 4,000 pesos. Very good one. That's where I put that video called the creator and following. Basically, that's how I learn. With the use of an external monitor, it facilitates that like I have a teacher there that's showing me and I can pause and play. For the slow learner who's saying I'm too fast, the thing there is, even if you don't have an external monitor, the idea there is that because it's a video, you can pause and then play and you can go back. I did not quite understand what she was saying. You can go back. But it will really facilitate your learning. You don't have to shift from one window to another if you have an external monitor. You can actually get many monitors at a lower price and you can also buy it at a discount. So I'm saying this because it can help you. If you are really trying to learn, it's very good to invest in an external monitor. And if not, just focus on trying to pause and play, pause and play. So if you use that, there will not be any fast teacher. There's not going to be any fast speaker for you because using the video, that play button is going to be your best friend because you will just pause and play and then that's it. Okay. The other thing that you will find here is timestamps. So creators can actually put timestamps to facilitate that people can go faster, can advance to the, to the topic that they want within a very long video. For example, I'm showing how I live stream a spiritual recollection. You see that there are these lines. Those are the timestamps. So as you move there, you will see that you can search some topic. So it applies only if you see that, it will really be very beneficial for your learning because you can move to an issue that you really want. And then there is what you call the speed. So for the slow learner, when you click on this gear, which is in the lower right side of any video, this actually gives you the possibility to adjust the playback speed. So if, for example, there are no timestamps and I really would like to go to the gist of the topic, if the video is like 40 minutes and there are a bit of introduction, especially if it's like a live stream replay, then I use the playback speed. I can go to 1.75. Okay. But then if I'm learning Photoshop editing, like, for example, the person is teaching me how to do mask and that is quite complicated for me in the beginning. So I would do 0.5. And I think it's also very important when you don't want to do pause and play. So you just want the person to really be very slow so you can do the playback speed to even 0.25. Okay? So that's very important. The timestamps, if you have those, will really help you to go immediately to the topic that you like. And then if you want the person to slow down, then you make use of the gear and then go into the playback speed. 
for example, you're asking me, Doc Adik, in that tutorial on how to zoom your background, you're talking very fast. Then you can put my speed into 0.25. And then uh, sometimes you might not understand me. So there you can put the subtitles to English. And then the other thing here is even for the slow learners and for the fast learners, I would recommend that you go into this, show the transcript if there is. So I go to that video, show transcript, and it will show here. So what you can do is copy everything. Okay, so the speed control, you have it. For the slow learners to choose the 0.25, I've done that also 0.5, especially in demos of Photoshop or video editing in the beginning. And then use the timestamps to keep going to that scene, the sequence that you really would prefer. And then the transcript for you to have still a copy so that you can practice or you can really just focus on what the person said in the beginning because you're still a beginner. You are learning slowly. And then for the fast learners, you can again adjust the speed to 1.75 or 2. If you are not really wanting to listen to the words, but you really would like the video tutorial to go faster. And then also you can make use of the timestamps. If you're so advanced, you want to go to the ending, to the more advanced topics. You don't want the introduction anymore. And then you can also make use of the transcript. You want to, the person promised something at the end. So you just want to, you finish already listening using your playback speed that's very fast. And then you want to go to the bonus and that's it. You can actually go. So these are my, my tips for your online learning. Okay, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Decisive Life. If you liked it, take a screenshot of this podcast, share it, and the link to this episode to three of your friends today. Post it in social media and use the hashtag the decisive life. Until the next episode, my friend, be good. Cool.